Welcome to the latest issue of China's Success, a podcast designed to showcase business opportunities, success stories, and and ideas that will help future exporters into China. And I'm delighted today to have Robert McKenzie of Macca's Australian Angus Black Angus Beef. Um, it's great to have him on the program. He's the fourth generation of uh, an Australian family, very committed to long-term relationships in Australia and overseas. Uh, a great success story, and I'm delighted to have you on the program today, Robert. Thank you. Oh, lovely to be here, David. Thank you very much, and um, and g'day, listeners. Thank you. Just if you don't mind, just give us a little bit of history on the family business and how how you started and where you're up to today. We're a family beef operation located north of Newcastle in the Hunter Valley, Gloucester area. We run three and a half thousand commercial breeders. We have a very successful stud operation, and we we service. This over eight properties, about 15,000 acres. And we've been moving product into the Chinese market since 2015. And it's it's just been, I suppose it's been a highlight of um, my life, I think, the, the relationships that we've built over over those over those six years. So perhaps you could tell us how you started in China. What was the catalyst that got you there? Look, I think what it was, it was that we felt a little bit disconnected from where our cattle used to go. So we would put all this hard work into our cattle. We would uh, raise them up and then we'd put them on a truck and they'd leave our operation. They'd leave our farms. We didn't get any recognition or any credit for all that hard work. Other people were getting that. And we, we rode multiple success waves selling to uh, supermarket chains selling to online farm sales uh, auctions online auctions uh, whatever it might be selling knowing it was going into into Woolworths but we were just like I said just we wanted that more that interaction with the with with the customer so in 2015 we decided okay let's see what the what that world has to offer and I took off for one month and I traveled throughout Asia and uh, met some amazing people and I ended up in in China and met some great people over there that I'm still friends with now and we spoke about what the consumer is looking for what does China want what does other Asian countries want and they actually had what they actually wanted what we had they wanted a high quality product that that came from a reputable supplier. Uh, they liked the idea that it was a, a family-based, multi-generational family-based operation. And they loved that we had the ability to supply traceability to stamp out food fraud all around the world, but also combat food fraud uh, throughout, throughout Asia. They loved that. And they loved that I stepped out of the plane onto the tarmac and I was uh, I was there to meet and greet people uh, in person and and formulate this the these relationships because that's what China's about China's about a lot of a lot of businesses in China it's all about the relationship and friendship uh, and that's what I like about it uh, it's a it's it's on a personal level 
So since 2015, um, I made 14 trips to China. So that shows Macca's commitment to China, our customers and the consumers. Yeah, that certainly does. And, and where, whereabouts in China? Have you been everywhere or did you stick to the East Coast or the South or how did you get started? I just went wherever I was invited. So I, 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 froze, I nearly froze to death in Harbin. Uh, I thought I was going to freeze in Beijing. Uh, I, I enjoyed Shanghai, uh, you know, Guangzhou, Shenzhou, Chuzhou, just uh, look, every, we've, I've been to multiple, multiple, multiple cities, um, Xi'an, um, experience some amazing culture and I've been everywhere, whether it's flying from city to city on plane or fast train or whatever it might be. I've been all around, all around China. And, and how, how have you gone about uh, bringing the product in? Do you work with local distributors or wholesalers or supermarkets do, or all of the above? A little bit all of the above. Um, we've, we've tried it all. Um, you know, we opened a, a steak restaurant, which was very successful, but it was just a little bit hard to manage. Um, we would supply some suppliers, traders, and also directly to the food service sector. You know, we've, we've, we supplied beef to the Waldorf Astoria on the Bund, and that's the quality product that Maccas supply. Yeah. And how and uh, how did you deal with the, um, you know, the different levels of government and uh, business in China? Did, did you did you have to build relationships at all levels or could you be quite targeted in your approach? Oh, I think if you if you're going to commit to something, you commit 100 percent. And that was that we committed to, to China. So that means you commit uh, to all levels of government. So I've been invited over there for, for sister city events. Uh, my father was involved in a, a, a separate sister city event. Um, we've been uh, involved in government relations both here in Australia and China um, and events. Uh, so I think it has to be on every level. Uh, it's meeting the customers, it's meeting the clients, it's meeting the government. And, and we, we know that um, China is very government orientated and they, they you know, have a lot of respect for that, that system. And that's why that also comes uh, in great stead for us to, to also have a, have a government relationship within Australia and also, uh, with, also within China. Yeah, good. So let's think about the pre-COVID period, which was probably the, the best period. Um, at the sort of height of your success in China, what sort of levels of um, product were you exporting? What in terms of revenue and sales? And how does that relate to your total business? We've always been very strategic in China and it was let's tread water, uh, let's not be, be seen as a commodity trader, let's formulate uh, a really good relationship with, um, with, with the partners and let's take our time to grow. So 
we took the few years as just to, you know, uh, having Alibaba on our farm, eCargo, Metcash, um, Shanghai Crude, the other half of Gina Reinhardt um, operation, Shanghai Crude on our farm and, and, and meeting and spending time with those people in, in China, focusing on opening a shop. So a lot of our business was relationship building. Okay, it's not about oh, how much beef we can sell. It's about uh, building a relationship that's going to be long-standing, long, long-term, uh, delivering a quality product and growing with our, with our customers. So pre, pre-COVID, we were in that build-up stage uh, and then just bang, obviously COVID hit. Uh, it was uh, like draining the pond. Um, draining the bathwater, it drained out pretty quick and, and slowed up. But, you know, we've got the ability to move quite a lot of product into China and that's why we developed a, a stud. So our genetics uh, goes into a couple of other producers where we get to buy the progeny back. So we've developed some great relationships here within China, within, sorry, within Australia. Some of them are uh, Chinese um, business people and obviously Australian farmers where we we have the ability to buy our progeny back uh, through our genetic um, system that we've developed and we have the ability to supply more product into China. But China was about 50% of, of our, our beef exports pre-COVID. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, like most people, you weren't competing on price. Uh, very hard to compete on price in China. So you were competing in terms of quality and value. So did you find that you could extract a fairly high premium price in China for your product compared to what you can get in Australia? I don't think that our, our price was, uh, you know, any a lot higher than anyone else's. It's, we just, we tried and tried and, and we, we, we sell on quality uh, and also we sell on uh, product and brand support and customer service. And I find that more and more companies and people want that service, um, but it still is price driven but also there is those key partners out there that understand that a brand, a story and traceability and quality is worth paying for. And they're the customers that we work with and they're the customers that it took us quite a while to, uh, to find, locate and, and develop a, a, a good solid relationship with. Uh, we, I wouldn't say that we get a, a lot more than Australia, but the, the market is obviously quite large if you crack the right the right customer base. Yeah. And have you found that they're quite sophisticated in terms of tracing and technology and coding and 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 understanding where the, the source of the product? Did they exceed your expectations around that? Oh, look, I think they were very hungry to see what other yeah yeah other platforms or traceability uh, ideas were out there and they were very welcoming with ours you know they were very obviously early days wow we've got the qr code but then that soon was able to be uh, duplicated um, not just in china it gets duplicated in australia it gets duplicated everywhere so look um 
look at China's just a, a, a massive, a massive beast that no one really understands the speed that it that it runs unless you really spend some time there. Uh, so you know they're always open for new and fresh ideas that help uh, make the the trade of the trade and the selling of goods even better for them. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the present and the future. So obviously, um, you, you know, you've had a difficult time with COVID and the geopolitics and the Australia-China relationship, which I would sort of uh, uh, compare that to a bend in the nine bends bridge. We often talk about the nine bends bridge of doing business in China. You've got to expect never, never to go in a straight line. So let's say that you're now encountering one of the bends, um, but uh, hopefully you could, you'll get past that because it sounds like you've built the relationships on the ground that will help you. So how are things cur- currently and um, you know, wh- how, how are you dealing with that? Well, I've pulled up at the last bend. Okay, and I've uh, I contacted the I've contacted the governments and saying, hey, there's an issue with the road here. Can you come and fix it? That's that's what I want to do. I want our governments to fix that bend in the road, so it makes it easier for me to get around uh, without without deliveries. And I believe that that'll happen because we we've got what each other wants. We've got what China wants a quality product on their doorstep, a food bowl that supplies a high quality product to the residents of, and to the, to the citizens of of China. Uh, And China's got what we want, Um, you know, a a solid stability, stable in, in normal times, solid, stable, um, large, a large, um, population that needs to be fed so i believe that both our governments in in time will realize well look it's very important that our relationship uh gets back on track and once it gets on track i think it'll be stronger and better than ever Uh, i just think we just need some marriage counseling and once we get that marriage counseling underway and we, we we're hearing what each other each other needs and how we how we fix it and uh address it it can only get it only get better. Look at us as the children. You know we're the ones that are that we're the ones that are hurting, and we want uh, we want you know obviously uh, the people that look after us are supposed to care for us to put their differences aside and get back on track. Because at the end of the day, like when COVID hit hit, Australia was sending you know plane after plane of medical supplies and gear. Um, you know, we cared, we, uh, we supported China, and in return, when we need help, China is always there to support us. Now, yeah, we have some political tension there, but don't let's not penalise everyone for that. Let's work through that. Let's fix that bend in the road and let's move forward uh, and enjoy a prosperous uh, relationship and uh, and a very successful future. That's what we need to do. Yeah, and certainly that that's uh, absolutely what we need to do. So in terms of your business and looking into the future, you know, do you have a crystal ball that in 10 years' time or 20 years' time, in terms of your future generations, China will be a major part of your business? <clears throat> I think China is, is, has and still is and will continue to be 
a major part of our business. Uh, what I would love is that we, you know, that we get put on as well as other other businesses, like a preferred supplier list, where they know that the product that's coming into the country has traceability, that they know the product uh, is grown and produced ethically, uh, and also that the owners of this business and the suppliers of the product uh, have a great successful relationship and have built and have worked hard to build a relationship. And I, I hope that that there in the future there is a, I suppose, a toll-free ticket for companies like Maccas to supply that that product into into the marketplace in China. That's what I'd like to see. Uh, and I'd like to see that probably before. Um, or during and while our governments repair and uh, at the relationship, and that, and that will happen. That'll definitely happen. It just take time. So the relationship be- between Australia and China will always be strong. Everyone has differences. Everyone some potentially or sometimes says something that may offend uh, our partners, our our husband or our wife or our friends. And it's just in, important that we realise, oh, look, yeah, we've made some, we may have made some blunders or may we may have taken it too personally, but how do we rebuild that? How do we address that? And, and by doing that, there's obviously some counselling. So I'm happy to be a mediator. I'm happy to be a counsellor. <laughs> Good. Well, you might need, you might well be needed. So, Robert, last question. Um, if anyone listening to this uh, interview is a food producer thinking about China in the future, maybe slightly put off by some of the local, uh, some of the latest sort of developments and politics, um, if they were to get your best advice about how to do business in China, um, what would the top three things to do on your list uh, for anybody looking to enter the China market? Supply a quality product with traceability. Formulate a, a, a good solid relationship with uh, with with your your client, your customer, your partner over there, whoever it might be. That utilise the support that the Australian government gives, and the Australian government gives a massive amount of support to Australian businesses that want to deal in China. And don't hesitate to reach out to those organisations, those on that, on that, uh, on that level, and ask for for help, guidance, and support to step into the into the Chinese market. Because uh, it's not just the Chinese market; it's any market overseas. Utilise the support of Austrade, New South Wales DPI, MLA, whatever it might be, uh, to help. Um, facilitate and execute and and help get the bends out of the roads to make trading quality product uh, on that world stage even easier. Yeah. And I think what you've made the point about the importance of relationships on the ground. And I, I often feel that sometimes we get into trouble by putting the transaction first, uh, which is a bit short term. And when we get into trouble, if we don't have the relationships in place, it makes it very hard to recover. And I, I think you're a great example of that because you've got, you've got those relationships and you've spent the time on the ground getting to know people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
no, no, for sure. Look, been great talking to you, David. Um, more than happy to chat uh, anytime or if any of your listeners want to reach out to us, uh, contact us through David. And um, Maccas are committed to China. Uh, Maccas are committed to supplying a high-quality product uh, that the consumer deserves. Yep. Well, great, Robert. Good luck. And uh, we wish you every success in China. And certainly, uh, I'll, be here, I'll be supporting you in the background. And as you say, if any, anyone listening would like to contact Robert, get in touch with us. Uh, you can find more details on our website, davidthomas.asia. Um, we're always pleased to have you here on our China Success Podcast. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.